Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. Osher Ginsberg here. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I appreciate you being here. I really do. If this is your first episode, welcome. Um, my name's Osher. I'm a TV host and an author and a dad and a stepdad and um, a washing machine repairman uh, talking to about a part that isn't in his van guy from Sydney, Australia. And uh, this is my podcast, one of the podcasts I do, and I've been doing it every week since 2013. I'm here twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. Mondays I'm with a guest, Fridays I'm with you. And the show just does what it says on the box. It's here to hope you, hopefully help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. Something you hear on this show today or Monday or any of the shows will help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. Thanks to everybody that responded about the uh, Katan Joshi uh, episode, which was on Monday. It was a tricky one. If you have never really thought about that kind of stuff before, it might've been quite confronting. I did get some email responses and I guess the, the, the way to sum up those responses were people were asking us like, well, you know, you talked about nuclear power. We did. We talked about nuclear power as a part of a solution, a possible part of a solution, even though it's, it's quite expensive, but it's got to, got to keep shit open got to keep your mind open. And someone asked, what about, you know, what about the energy used to refine that uranium? What about the emissions caused by refining that uranium? Oh, that's a fair question. They also ask, what about the energy used to make the solar panels, you know? And that's also a fair question. You've got to mine the metals. You've got to forge the the alloys. You've got to, you know, make the glass. You've got to use a lot of energy and heat and all kinds of things to make solar panels. This is true. And I appreciate those are good questions. And it, yes, those are two good whatabouts. I guess you kind of have to consider that all human existence, since the dawn of time, all human existence has an impact on the environment that we depend on for our life, for our sustenance, for our survival. 
since humans began, our very way of living, of feeding ourselves, of sheltering ourselves, of you know making sure there's food and shelter, has an impact. We live by consuming the environment around us. We chop down a tree to make a shelter. We take some water out of a water system to put in our bodies, and that's you know some plant further down the stream isn't going to get that water. But for all of human history, until you know in the last century or so, the environment has been able to absorb those losses. But now that's, you know, we're coming up to a tipping point. Many tipping points have already pushed through. So all human existence has an impact on the environment that we need to survive. I personally feel, and, and just not talking to the people that did email me, I personally feel that the only way forward, the only path forward is to work in designing the new way of living and future ways of living. We need to work the offset, the carbon offset or the mitigation of that impact on the environment into the product or into the process. So, you know, you see these triple bottom line companies where you can buy, I don't know, I'll make something up, you can buy soap and uh, as a part of you purchasing that soap, the money that you use, part of that money goes to making a soap and part of that money goes to giving exactly the same bar of soap to someone who needs a bar of soap. So you're essentially buying two bars of soap you know, for this cost of a regular bar of soap, but the way they've designed the product and the processes, they've made it, they've found a way to give one of those soaps away for free to someone who needs it. And um, it's called a triple bottom line company. So I certainly feel that that is the only way forward. We can no longer design products that rely on the externality of the impact of that product to not be included in the price of that product. And that's it's what I feel. And I guess the other thing I'd have to say is that as Katan and I talked, you just can't make perfect be the enemy of good. You just can't because we'll never get anywhere. You can't let perfect be the enemy of good. And um, sometimes you just got to get started, you know, and just trust that the economics, because ultimately the language that the market and the governments of the world speak is an economic language, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, and trust that the market will speak and look at things like uh, rights law. So you may have heard of Moore's law, uh, which is to do with the doubling of processor speed, and the halving of the price of creating that processor over a certain amount of time. Uh, I think it's down to 18 months. It was two years. I think it's down to 18 months, Moore's Law. Well, there's another one called Wright's Law. Um, I think Thomas Wright was his name. He, he did a study on the cost of making aeroplanes in the 30s. And it basically found that with every, you know, doubling of volume of the amount of aeroplanes that were made, there was a guaranteed kind of like a percentage drop that you could bank on in the price of constructing those aeroplanes. And that has absolutely helped. It actually has, it holds true more than Moore's law, actually. So particularly when it comes to solar panels, we were just talking about solar panels, particularly when it comes to solar panels. And they found that with every doubling of production, so say, for example, this year, I'm going to make up a number, it won't be real. This year, 100,000 solar panels get made, okay? Uh, next year... 200,000 solar panels get made. But in the doubling of that production, those 200,000 solar panels can reliably be predicted to be 30 to 40% cheaper to create. And then when there's 400,000 solar panels, those two will be 30 to 40% cheaper to create. Every time there's a doubling in the production volume, you can bank on the production cost going down to the point where you're looking at one cent per megawatt hour very, very soon. I'm talking within 
less than like less than 10 years we're talking and that's free or near free energy at less than one cent per megawatt hour by the middle of the century which is huge to give you an idea you know existing fossil fuel power plants they start around like 2.75 cents per megawatt hour between anywhere between there and five cents per megawatt megawatt hour these are american dollars sorry i should they're not australian dollars because that's the info i was mining <laughs> but that just gives you an idea that as we do go forward, you've got to not only can you not let perfect be the enemy of good, but also just trust that straight lines don't really happen in the world. A 30% reduction of every doubling looks more like a like a ski slope or the bottom of a skate bowl. So, you know, there's a lot to count on. You know, we get this feeling that things are always going to be the same, but they're not. Things are moving incredibly quickly. And um, I know we've talked about this on the show before. We talked about this with Katan, but, you know... You know, think about uh, think about where your super is, because if your super is not in those kind of industries, your uh, your super's going. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to have a think about that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Anyway, I wanted to check in with you and, you know, just talk about, uh, I know I've spoken about this before. I'm, I'm recovering from hip surgery. I had a total hip replacement about eight weeks ago now. I had a few complications after the surgery and there was some kind of uncontrolled bleeding for a while and I was quite, I'm quite behind on my rehab. I'm about a month behind on my rehab and uh, I still get quite a bit of pain every night to go to sleep Um, because like you just don't move when you sleep, right? But then because you haven't moved for so long, you get kind of stiff and then when you roll over, there's a spike of pain and it wakes me up and it's, it's difficult. But I've actually got a friend of mine who has had the same surgery on the same hip well, the same doctor, actually. And he was telling me something really good, which I, I'm really grateful for. It was good to be reminded of because it did kind of, the idea fleeted in my head the other day, but he said each week it would just get a little better. And that reminded me that all I have to do is stick with it and each week it'll get a little better. And eventually it'll be all better and it'll be better than it ever was because I don't have arthritis pain anymore. And he's absolutely right. Like, yeah, it sucks. And it's it's not getting better as fast as I want it to. And I can't do the things that I want. You know, I can't ride my bike really hard. I can't do deadlifts. I can't do, you know, weighted squats. I can't carry heaps of shit out of the car. You know, there's stuff I can't do. And I, you know, a bit frustrated by that. But my mate's right. It's like, can you handle, it's like everything we talk about on the show. Can you handle being with, you know, the discomfort of it, knowing that it will be slightly less discomfortable <laughs> um, in six days from now. Yeah, I can. I can. I can. I can do that, knowing that it's going to get better, and just having the 
having the courage to stick with it and not go and run off into drugs, painkilling drugs, I mean. And that's true. And that's okay. Um, so, yeah, bit by bit. I'm trying to keep fit where I can, which is really, uh, really good. I bought, as you know, I bought a weightlifting bench. I like the one you see at the gym, you know, with the barbell. I've never had a barbell at home. I've had kettlebells and things like that, but I've never had a barbell at home. I've had like dumbbells, little hand ones, but never like a fuck off big proper Olympic bar with big weight plates and stuff. And I've, we have one now here at the house, which is great. And um, the last couple of episodes we did about dealing with the fuckets, dealing with, um, you know, the idea of I don't want to do this thing today or dealing with procrastination or going, oh, fuck it, I won't do it today. And um, I talked about systemizing your solutions. And I just wanted to talk a little bit more about systemizing the the solutions to to the fuck it. So we did speak about that a bit last week, but I wanted to go into a, a little bit more, particularly with, you know, keeping fit and, you know, doing my training and getting my rehab done to make sure that my hip and my body can get back to what I was and better as quickly as possible. And this is where Jerry Seinfeld comes in. I'm sure you've heard of this. If you haven't, it's pretty amazing. The Jerry Seinfeld technique is, it's it's pretty famous if you haven't heard of it, but if you have, you know exactly where I'm going to go with this. And I can tell you, I've been doing it for a month now and it absolutely works. So if you don't know who Jerry Seinfeld is, Jerry Seinfeld is a stand-up comedian who then went on to have an incredibly successful uh, sitcom and has since moved back to stand-up, does a little bit of television with comedians and cars getting coffee. And he's an exceptionally talented, very, very funny, very clever man. So Jerry Seinfeld, he has said in many ways, particularly around his work, but it applies to many things. Um, stand-up comedy is, a, well, any career really, is a game of tonnage. You know, how much are you willing to work? Because it's, he said, when he was starting, there's people that were funnier than him, way funnier than him, but he was the one that wrote every day. You know, he says the best stand up comic is the best writer. You know, you can't do stand up every day. You can't get on a club every day. You can't get on a club stage every day, but you can write every day. And so Jerry did this really interesting thing where he got a big wall calendar, like the one where I'm one whole sheet. You've got the whole 12 months of the year, little boxes. You know exactly the one. It might have a cat falling off a tree. It might have, you know, a hot chick holding a spanner like in the old days. I don't know if they do them anymore. Um, Whatever it is. But get yourself a big one wall calendar. Put it on the fridge. And then every day that he wrote a joke, he would put a big red X through that calendar on the day. And the idea is just to don't, just don't break the chain. Do something every single day. And so I wrote on, I've got, I put one on my fridge and next to the little month, it has lift, which is lift weights, ride, let's ride my bike or walk. And that's a decent walk, like, like an hour walk with the pram and dogs and, you know, like a decent, a walk that I'm sore from, all right? Not just so I'm getting a little walk around the block, like a proper walk. Lift or ride or walk and eat with my goal in mind. My goal at the moment is to gain muscle, uh, particularly in um, in my glutes, where the, I've had a lot of muscle wastage because of the surgery, and lose fat because I'm going to get back on telly in some nice tailored suits. And um, four weeks of, of crutches eating doesn't go very well with that. So, um, and that's it. It's really simple to do. So every day that I do that, I put an X through the day in the calendar. 
And I've had some rest days in there because, you know, there's been points where I've gone a little too hard and I've gone like, fuck, I really do need a rest here. But, you know, I'll mark it on the calendar as like, this is a deliberate rest day. I'm not saying, fuck it, I'm not going to train today or I didn't get time. I'm like, no, I'm actually making a deliberate choice not to, to do this today because my body needs to recover. But I've managed to do something every day now for since I got off crutches, like four weeks and three days ago. And... It's really powerful. I've never done it before, but it has been so powerful and I just get it done and I don't even think to not do it. I don't even think of, I'll get out of it today. I just do it. I find a way to do it. I find it some time in the day to do it. And it might, if I don't have enough time, it might even just be, I've got my upper body to the point where I can do a hundred push-ups in like 10 sets of 10 or, you know, whatever. It takes about 15, 20 minutes to do. So I can do that. If I only have that much time, I can do that. And it works really, really well because you don't, eventually, you don't want to see the gap. You don't want to see, oh, I missed a day. Oh, shit, I missed a day. And it works really, really well. Now, I've, I've gone for like a full hour of cycling or training or walking. Like I, but you can do as little as possible. You can do like, okay, I'll put an X through it. Just all I've got to do today is like one set. I just have to do 10 squats. That's it. And put an X through the thing. I just just ten push-ups against the wall. That's all I have to do. What's the smallest amount that I can do today? That might be enough to get you to do a little bit more on the day, but you know you can do as little as possible. And it really really helps because it helps me short circuit my thinking. It helps me short circuit that because I just now and it also because the whole family can see it because it's on the fridge. I don't want everybody else to also see that I didn't train and I missed a day. I would be you know there's a bit of accountability about it because everyone else in the house can see it. But it's been really helpful, and I certainly hope that you may – I'd love to see photos of you doing it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll put a photo of mine up if you put a photo of yours up. <laughs> that sounds so sus, man. Yeah, so I hope that can help, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's helping me lift weights, which is pretty great because he does. He lifts weights. He lifts weights and meditates every day. It's pretty cool. Um, he's a very successful man, and I, I kind of do admire the way that he has – systemized his creative process and systemized his his way of of living to try and get the best out of this body that he he lives in and um i'm definitely trying to to do that as you know you've no doubt you know realized by listening to this show for for the time you've been listening to it but anyway don't use a phone don't put it in your phone don't put it in your phone calendar put it on the fridge put it somewhere where everyone in the house can see it and put an x through the day X through every single day that you do the thing. Now, it could be Seinfeld's was write one joke, one funny line, just write one funny line. It could be practice some scales on the piano for 10 minutes. It could be play my guitar for for 10 minutes. It could be learn another chord on the ukulele. It could be go and tend to my garden for 10 minutes. It could be read a chapter of my book or read two pages, read one page of my book, like whatever it is that you want to do. The calendar situation, just going to, oh, I've got to cross that off. You'll see it and you go, and you end up making time for it. You end up making time for it. And it's been really good. And I, I certainly hope it works for you as well. It does help me short circuit my thinking, which is uh, a kind of a little bit more on what we talked about the other week, which was the if then thinking. And I've got a great email and I'll just wrap up with this. Um, someone called, they are called Kay. Kay is uh, working as a programmer. K has been learning a bit of JavaScript, which uses, uh, funnily enough, if slash else statements, if else statements, which are essentially if then statements. And this person wrote, so this way of thinking is front of mind for me right now. I've never heard of behavior change described this way. It just clicked. 
You know when you're experiencing something finally shifting in your brain? I had one of those moments. I'm excited to start coding my behavior. Yeah, the, uh, the if-then thinking uh, podcast. That was a really good one. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that worked for you, Kay. Thanks heaps. Oh, I also got an email here. I got a photo of Catherine sorting the family laundry because she was saying, I definitely got the fuckets around doing this the other day. Well, Catherine, bloody good on you. You're awesome. Um, anyway, send me a photo of your calendar. Send us your email at gmail.com. And um, I'll send you a photo of mine. Thanks heaps for listening. Thank you, Andy Ma, for producing this. Thank you, Rachel Barrett, for being my EP. And thank you for being a part of it. You know, this is great. I'll see you on Monday. We're going to talk to Natasha Stottespoia. Yeah, Natasha Stottespoia. She's really something. I can't wait to get in touch with her and uh, bring that conversation to you. Have a great weekend. Look after yourselves. Happy crossing off your calendar. Until we speak on Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. 